Are you ready to be connected? You're listening to the Insured Connection Podcast by Pica Group, a pro-assurance company, where we provide expert advice for your practice when you need it most. We connect you with industry leaders to discuss timely topics so you can listen, learn, and get back to caring for your patients. Now, let's connect. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for a special podcast uh, with fathers and daughters in anticipation and celebration of Father's Day coming up. We wanted to spotlight a couple of our insureds that are a father-daughter duo. Uh, And so uh, I'm going to let the panelists introduce themselves. And we thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you you for having us. I'm uh, Jeff Robbins. I'm the National Director of Podiatric Services for the Department of Veterans Affairs in Washington. I'm field based in Cleveland and Columbus, and I am a PGY 45. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Carly Robbins. I'm Jeff's daughter. I'm uh, in private practice in Columbus, Ohio, and I had to think about it for a minute. I uh, am, have been in practice for almost 13 years. Very good. I'm Jeff Crowhurst. I practice outside Chicago in Ottawa, Illinois. Been in practice for uh, 40 years, July 1st of this year. I'm Dr. Brittany Jones. I'm in private practice with my dad out here in Ottawa, Illinois, so southwest of Chicago. And next month will be 10 years in private practice for me. Great. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. And so we kind of just wanted to start off by asking uh, the, the daughters, uh, what was the best advice that you received from your dads in going into going into podiatry? So my father actually um, did not really push me into podiatry at all. He, the best advice he gave me is that I should do something that made me happy every day that I enjoy, that I wanted to go to work. And I, I think he didn't really push me towards it because he wanted to make sure that it was a decision I made on my own and not because of him. Um, So actually, um, you know, growing up, with a father who's a podiatrist, I talked to a lot of his friends and uh, a good friend of the family who's a female podiatrist, um, Dr. Joan Schiller. I had some long conversations with her and obviously asked my dad some questions too. Um, and then, uh, and I also worked at my dad's office when I was, I don't know, 12? 12, yeah. Probably 11 and 12. <laughs> I, on Saturdays, I would go and clean rooms and file. And so that was my first exposure. Um, and I got to see how it did make my father happy to get patients better. And then I worked in other doctor's offices as well. Um, and it just, it seemed like a good fit for me. I would have to say, I agree with everything Carly's saying. I was the same way. I always was interested in going into healthcare. I didn't know if I wanted to do physical therapy or um, I always wanted to be an OB when I was a little girl because I wanted to hold babies. And then I went with my dad to the hospital and was sitting in the library while he was charting. And the OB said, do you like getting up in the middle of the night? And I said, no, I don't. (laughs) I said, then you wouldn't like this job. I said, okay. So... (laughs) 
Um, then like Carly, I started working for my dad and another podiatrist, um, working in a couple different offices. I also started when I was really young in eighth grade filing papers. And then each summer my job would progress. I, and I progressed to receptionist and confirming appointments. And then I progressed to working in the back. And I think that's when I really realized, um, what a rewarding profession podiatry was. I'd see the patients come back with you know, heal pain and then give them an injection. They'd walk out and they're so happy. And I just really liked how rewarding the, the profession was. So, um, and he also talked to me about lifestyle too. Um, and podiatry has really given me a great lifestyle. I have good balance. I have two kids, I have a two and a three-year-old. So I'm a wife and a mom and a podiatrist and it really all mixes well together. Want to receive a monthly newsletter with topics from the Insured Connection? Head over to pikagroup.com forward slash insured connection and join our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. So, so dads, why don't you, uh, were, were you guys surprised uh, that they chose the profession or what are your thoughts on, on why they? they I, I think I was a, a little surprised, um, not totally shocked because she did spend time in my office, but she, she did her research. She looked at a variety of different professions, spent time in offices of a woman's health provider, a general practitioner, um, actually worked as a nanny for an OB. Yeah. Um, so we can relate to what Brittany was saying. Uh, in terms of lifestyle. And, um, and so, no, I, I don't think I was shocked necessarily. I was remarkably happy, especially because I didn't push her into it. It was her decision that she made. And so there, and there's, there's nothing better than being able to share what we can share on a daily basis, not only our personal lives, but our professional lives as well. And that is remarkably rewarding. Yeah, I would echo that. I, I try not to push her into uh, going in podiatry. I, I kind of said, you know, dermatology is a good profession too. You know, if you want, what you want to do is you know, have a, a balanced lifestyle. And so, and I think her mom wanted to be a dermatologist so she'd get the advantages of that. But uh, but she she made pretty much made, let her make the decision on her own. And, you know, that, that that's what she wanted to do. So, and it makes it more rewarding for her because that was her choice, not my choice. So, so as you guys have, have talked um, about, you know, things that you guys have seen and experienced, what's, what are, what are a couple of the biggest differences from when you guys started out to today when, uh, when they're, when they're working now? So, so I can actually sum that up in a conversation that we had during her first year in, in um, her residency program where she called me up and she said, you know, dad, I don't think a podiatrist should admit someone to the hospital unless they're capable of doing the amputation. And that really resounded with me because when I graduated in uh, 1976, there were no hospital privileges for podiatry. That didn't happen until 1979 with Bolton 77 from the Joint Commission. The, uh, a triple arthrodesis was brain surgery for podiatry. It was the pinnacle. Um, ankle replacements weren't even invented at that point in time. There was not a state in the country that where amputations were legal for podiatrists to do 
not to mention rear foot surgery. So in that comment, in that one comment, um, I realized what had transpired in that 30 something years at the time in terms of the growth of the profession and how it was a completely different profession today than it was then, um, but it had progressed the way a profession should progress in stages through improved education, improved training, and the laws moved forward once we had improved our education and our training. So that I think that was probably the biggest change that I realized in just that, that one conversation. Yeah, I would say that. So I, when I graduated in uh, 1980, um, there was only one-year residencies. And there's a few people that I knew were doing two-year residencies. And those guys are like, well, how did you get a two-year residency? And I worked with some of the two-year residents from the University of Chicago. And you can see what's happened is that, you know, then they compare us when you went on staff. Well, you guys are only doing one or two-year residencies. The other docs are doing more. And so... By the time uh, Brittany got to her residency, that's a three-year residency, and she did a fellowship on top of that. So that's, I agree, that's the biggest thing is the, the way we train our uh, podiatrists from the early 80s to now is, is, is fantastic. And it's, it's representative of how the profession has grown. Dr. Crowhurst, what, uh, what advice would you give for fathers and daughters that work together? Well, I think that one of the biggest things is you got to get along. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I love my daughter. And so, you know, it's pretty much natural. And it drives my wife crazy because we both have the same type of personality. And so that really works pretty well, except when we're out to dinner, we start talking podiatry in front of her and she doesn't like that. And what would you say, Dr. Jones, what would, how would you... What, what advice would you give to fathers and daughters that are, are looking to start a practice? Well, I would say, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I would say the biggest thing we did was just kind of sat down and had dinner, kind of talked about our expectations. He described the practice to me. I mean, I had worked there, but it had been a while before, but, um, and I was transitioning from uh, academic institution into private practice. So um, I did need some counseling on, the business aspects. So I think just meet together, um, set out your expectations at, you know, talk about what you want to add to the practice, uh, what kind of surgeries you want to do, what kind of patients you want to see, pediatric, adults, things like that. Um, so yeah, just kind of talk and set your expectations and see, see where you want to bring the practice, talk about a five-year plan. And if you're not lining up with um, those sorts of things, then maybe you want to look elsewhere. Um, but I think, you know, getting along, having good communications and setting expectations is important. Great. Uh, Dr. Robbins, is there, is there anything that you would add to, uh, yeah, I to was going to say, you know, so my father and I unfortunately never practiced together. I wish we had, um, <laughs> we, when I started out in practice, um, you know, he was in Cleveland and I was in Columbus. Um, but I remember a lot of the things that he did in his office, or I would call him and ask him. Um, I really picked up, you know, you do your residency and you learn all these surgeries. Um, 
residencies. A lot of residencies, you don't, you know, mine, I did work in other people's offices, but you don't pick up a lot of the conservative care and tricks of the trade that they've learned over the years. And so he, uh, I definitely learned a ton of little tricks and conservative things to try before surgery. Um, and I also learned that, so I worked right out of residency with another um, podiatrist, a more an established podiatrist in Columbus. And, um, and I would say that was one of the best things that I learned from him were different strappings and offloading and other things that, you know, didn't really come up in my surgical residency. Well, we'd like to thank you guys again for joining us today. Uh, it's a, it's a very special Father's Day episode for our podcast and thanks again. And we hope you tune in to our next episode. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it for this week's episode. But let's continue connecting. If you're enjoying the Insured Connection, don't forget to leave a review on your streaming platform and subscribe now so you can connect with us each time we post a new episode. To stay connected with us throughout the week and to tell us topics we should discuss on future episodes, go to pikagroup.com forward slash insured connection.